You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Play it and then be like, oh, that's right. It's my birthday. I did when I when I woke up at 12.01 in that you morning. Up at, you woke up at noon? Uh, no. Um, oh, at, at, right after midnight? Yeah, right after midnight. <laughs> please, please tell me that didn't happen. No, it did not happen. No. Wait, c- c- I mean, because I, I don't know what's true and what's not with you now. Well, I'm a mystery man. You're a, you're a troubled individual. I don't so, know about that. A lot, lot of people on Twitter, um, the birthday chronicles of Harvey are depressing. That's John Suffa Jr. And then Saul Good wrote, that's for sure. But Peter VG, you're nuts. I take every every year off on my birthday. It was a 75-degree November day in New Jersey. I golfed. I ate horribly. I'm with Harvey on this one. Shout so, out to Peter VG. Peter VG, who's, who's a good tweeter, at Rothenberg ESPN. So I guess there are some weirdos like you out there, but I, I don't know. Never take off on my birthday. I used to take off on on the first two days of the tournament, though, so I could just watch those and be unencumbered. So I listen. Everyone has their issues. Yours is the birthday thing. It's fine. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. All right, we have another big blue report brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. L- let's get to the Giants. Calls one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six and. Yeah, you know, I, I guess the question kind of is, are you sold on this team? I don't know how you could be overly sold. I think I'm sold that they're well coached. I think I'm sold that the quarterback is, is pretty good. I'm sold that their defense is opportunistic. I'm sold that their running back is, is an elite running back. That's what I'm sold on. I'm not sold on the receivers. I'm not sold. I mean, it's, they still don't get a ton of pressure on the quarterback when they don't send guys. The offensive line looks like it's much improved. They're a, they're a very flawed team, though. But look, look, around, look around the NFC. How, how many teams are not flawed here? Really? In, in the NFC, how many of these teams do you look at? You're like, well, that team's not flawed. That team's not flawed. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay stinks right now. Right? I mean, uh, Philly. Phil, Philly's elite. Now, I don't know that they're undefeated to win a Super Bowl elite, but Philly's elite. Okay, that's one. Dallas is very good. So it's two teams. That's two, right? Count with me. Washington, they stink. I think Seattle's good. I don't think they're Philly, Dallas good. I think they're good. San Fran, I think, is also good. Rams, I don't think are very good. Arizona, I think, is lousy. Vikings are, they're good. They're not great. Green Bay, nope. Chicago, nope. Detroit, nope. Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, no. That entire NFC South is no good. So between the North and the South, there's one team in Minnesota, kind of Seattle, probably San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas. So look look at this now, right? So I'm assuming Philly and Dallas are going to get in. One to win the division, probably Philly, and then Dallas will get in as a wild card, right? Let's just say Seattle gets in, and San Fran gets in as a wild card. Minnesota wins the division, and whoever, Tampa wins the division. You got another wild card. Who's it going to be? Washington? They're going to get above the Giants? Unlikely. The Rams? They have five losses now. The Cardinals aren't good. Green Bay, the Giants beat Green Bay. Chicago, the Giants beat Chicago. Detroit, you hope to do the same with them. Atlanta, they're not going to get to 10 wins. The New Orleans, Carolina, Giants beat Carolina too. So, I don't know. I, I think I look at it now, and unless you just collapse, it's it, it's difficult to think the Giants are not going to get in. 1-800-919-3776. This is the voice of the Angels, Marv in the Bronx. Good morning, Marv. You're on 9870 SPA. What's up, DR? Look, let me first of all throw this out there. You're so good, even your errors are correct. 
Continue. I'm going to give you that. Those people Continue. that question you, you, um, your judgment, you're so good. Even your ass coming from me. All right. Now, I've missed you the last two weeks. I was out of town last week. I don't know what was going on. But, look, when I watch the Giants, and I've been a Giant fan since 1967, a long-time Giant fan, I think about that scene from Short Shock Redemption where Morgan Freeman said, hope is a dangerous thing. But at least this year I have hope. Hope After the last five years or so, five or so years of what has been going on with this organization. But I'm still not sold on it, but – it feels good to watch the games on Sunday. Well, I, you know what, Marv? I think you have to look at it and look at it fairly. They, they have given you hope. There's reason to watch. It's exciting to think that they're going to go to the postseason, but be realistic. They're not going anywhere, and the future is brighter than the present happens to be right yes, now. Yes, it is. And, right? uh, and Dave, can I, can I say something to you? Of course, Marv. Look, you make my Saturday. I can't start my Saturdays without you. And anybody questions your skill, and your knowledge of sports, they need to go in the tank. And that's from me. And you would protect me. That's right. I like you if if I needed help on the outside, you you would follow oh, me. Oh yeah, you know, I got and, your back. I'm like, you know, I got your back, man. You could be in a war you could, I, I served in the combat. You could be with me any day, bro. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Marv, you're the best. Thank you for the call. You hear that, Harvey? If you mess with me, Marv will he'll beat you up. You know what it what won't happen? On my birthday. Yeah, because you, you don't go near society on your birthday. <laughs> That's probably true. Did anybody else buy you? I'm so fascinated with this. Did anyone else buy you a present, or was every present you got from yourself? Nah, nobody uh, sent me anything. Just uh, the good old heartwarming text messages and calls, really. So every present you got was self-purchased? Yeah. Okay. And it comes with a purpose because I get to wear it you know, on game days and if they let me on the field or ice. Isn't part of opening a present the surprise that comes along with they it? They weren't gift wrapped. What do you <laughs> How great. So do you even like do you, do you even place it down and like open it or you just you'd buy it the day before and you're like, "All right, I got myself a nice sweatshirt." No, some are still coming through because most of them are online shopping because um the malls don't really have everything or some things that are appealing. So Joe, you, can you buy the guy a cupcake or something? Yeah, after the show, I'll, I'll take him out and. Uh, I mean, do something. And do something. I mean, this for is him. like the saddest story I've ever heard. Well, I don't know if he, if we're gonna go out. I mean, the things that he's you get off at the same time, Harvey. Yeah, but what you've eaten at restaurants has gotten you in trouble. Well, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go there. I'm gonna buy you poison. Not to my knowledge, I'm not gonna buy you poison. Why yeah. would I poison you? How about a bag of chips? Can you buy him a bag of chips, like a pre-wrapped bag of chips? Yeah, I could do that. Pre-wrapped. You know, some good lays will go down right now. What everyone says. All right, uh, Cullum in the Bronx. Cullum, good morning. You're on 98.7. Oh, good morning, Dave. You know, like people come at you because you're the best. Like, why do people come at LeBron and criticize him? Because he's the best. So, Cullum, let me see if I have this straight. You look at me as LeBron-esque when it comes to sports talk radio. Is that accurate? Oh, absolutely. I like it. So we're talking about the Giants, and yeah. I know people are going to harp on the specific wordage, but I think this is a must-win for the Giants. You're coming off, you're coming off the bye. This team is not good, and if you look at the entire schedule, people are going to say obviously that the Lions is a winnable game, but the Lions are good. They are talented. And they have they're a, not good. They have an above they're not, average. Cullen, they're not. They have two they wins have on the season. The, I'm, I'm not okay. saying the but Lions they, are without talent, compete. but there's no way you look at the Lions and say that team is good. Yeah, but you wouldn't be astonished and shocked if they beat the Giants. I I'll think tell you, if you I'll look tell you at what, the Colin, only two games right now. If you want to get to where you want to get to, 
wins at home against Houston and Detroit need to happen? No, I, I absolutely agree with you. But I think Houston right now as it stands is the easiest game on their schedule left. And coming off a bye, this is, this is a must win. I mean, listen, we can get into the, the you know, conversation of a thanks for the call. What becomes a must win? I mean, this is not a, if you go to six and three and then you, you, you beat, you know, Detroit and then you lose to Dallas and you're sitting here at seven and four with two games against Washington and Indianapolis. This is, this is not a must win. It's an, it's an important game. It's a, a game that to get to where you want to get to, you need to win. But this is not a must win game. I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know what makes a must win for people or not. Like you hear, Yankees lost game one in Houston. Game two, that's a must win. It's not a, it's not a must win. Are, are we being literal or are we being like to, to have a real chance to win a series you need to win? I, I don't know. But regardless, I don't look at tomorrow. Now, I'd be crushed if they, if they lost the game tomorrow. I think it would be a horrendous loss. But it's not a must win. Let's go to Richard in Jacksonville, Florida. Good morning, Richard. You're on 98.7. What's up, Dave? How are hey, you, I bud? wanted to tell you. So Saturday, September 10th, I'm driving from Rochester, New York, down to uh, the city for my 40th high school uh, reunion. Okay. I flip on your show. I'd never listened to your full show before, and I was amazed by the Stump Rothenberg. And since then, I'm like a huge fan of yours, and I'm, it's an incredible – like your record on that is incredible. So I say that all to come at you because – Come on, let's go. Your knowledge – I don't know how that knowledge is translating when you talk about some of these personnel moves. Uh, you know, with the Giants. I mean, I think where you're at now with Daniel Jones is a little better, but I, I think I called you once a month ago saying I really think he is the quarterback. And I and I do believe that, you know, not – I think that that's going to cost them another $20, 30000000 million, the fact that they're going to have to commit after instead of before. Well, they could have committed now. They talked about committing during the, the bye week, and I guess they chose not to. Well, that's fine. If, if it co- – and you know what? I, I've heard differing views on this. I don't think there's going to be teams lined up. To, to there will be Daniel Jones. There, there will be. There will right. be. I guarantee. Well, well what, what I don't know. I, I'll bet you there's at least three to four teams that want to sign him. And Dave, let as me just the make starting quarterback, as yes, the ha- yes. hand and, the keys to the car over to Daniel Jones yes, guy. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And let me make, let me just please make one point. Mm-hmm. I have seen at least 10 plays this year that some of the best quarterbacks in the league, your Lamar's and, you know, Josh Allen's and all them have done where if Daniel Jones had made that play, you and other Giant fans would be screaming for him to be benched. The plays that we hate are—they have. It's not. It happens to R- Richard. He, I mean, I, I've well. said it, R- Richard. First of all, I was never—I I never hated him. I just thought that they put him in a bad situation and that they overdrafted him. But he's—he's he's been much better this season. I agree with you, and I think a, a large portion of that is because the head coach puts him in a position to succeed. Yes. No. No. We. We agree on the big picture of going forward. The only thing I would say is I still do think uh, Saquon was worth the draft pick because I think no the way. comp would be no McCaffrey. Way. No way. There's, you, you, I I, think, I'm telling you, there is. you will never, Richard, and I think you're very smart and I think you're a good caller, you will never, ever be able to convince me that taking a running back second overall makes sense. Ever. Ever. And Saquon is – and you couldn't ask for more than he is. It's not about that. It's not about how good Saquon is. It's that you do not take a running back second overall ever. Look, look at the running backs around the league. Right, First of all, there's a million of them. Second of all, how many good running backs are taken second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, undrafted? 
look at the kid on uh, look at the kid on uh, on Houston. You're gonna play tomorrow, right? He was what a fifth round pick. The Jets took a running back in the second round, and he was on the verge of being offensive rookie of the year. Austin Eckler. I couldn't even tell you when Austin Eckler was drafted. Never, ever, ever, ever would I take a running back with the second pick. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is elite. I don't think he was a first-round pick. Never. You can't do it. It's just, it's, it's franchise malpractice is what it is. Ask Mel Kuyper. Says the same thing. I, I, you know what I would do? And I think you'll start to see this from the Giants every year. Third, fourth, fifth round running back. Boom. Because you know why? Because their shelf life is so short. You know how long you're going to have these guys for. You use them up and you spit them out and then you move on to the next guy. And I know that that sucks to hear, but that's the, that's the truth of the NFL right now. Not using a second round pick. And that's your Big Blue Report brought to you by Two by London. The engagement shop by London Jewelers Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every single budget at any of their six area locations. All right, more of your calls on the Giants. And then, oh, at 10.30, little segment that you've fallen in love with called Stump Rothenberg. Rothenberg with you, Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We're right here. We're nine minutes away from Stump Rothenberg, which is I'm everyone's favorite. You heard the guy from Jacksonville saying I was driving from, I don't even know where he said, somewhere upstate down to New York City, and he heard Stump Rothenberg, and he's like, I love this. I love this. I love this host. I love everything about it. People love this segment. But we, we have to get to some of the callers before we get to that segment in about nine minutes. And let's go um, way, way. It might be like Thursday here. Let's go to Yov in Israel. Good morning, Yov. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Dave. Uh, before I get to my point, can I tell you something for the bottom of, of my heart? Of course, Yov. I mean, I think you and I have a, a, a dynamic relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Dave, my Saturday are so much better when you're on the air. I mean, you 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 can't you just can't understand the difference between between Saturday without you and with you. I mean, wow, it's so fun to have you on Saturday. Well, you know what, Yo, this is why I love you because you speak the truth, and the truth is so accurate. And I feel the same about you. My Saturdays are not the same unless I talk to you. Yeah, wow, it's so nice to hear, Dave. So I got two two points on the Giants. First, I think you, talk, you talked about Daniel Jones extending draft the quarterback, trade to go quarterback, and you said you feel comfortable doing whatever because you feel so comfortable with this regime, with John Shame and Brian Dubell. And I couldn't agree with you more because I feel like whatever they're going to do, draft, trade, extend, I feel so, so comfortable with them, you know? Uh, I, I, I mean, I said it, so obviously I agree with it. I, I just I think that these guys are so good. And so competent. I mean, Joe Shane hasn't even had an offseason that he can really run like his own. Like, he, this offseason was cleaning up the mess that was left behind from the prior regime. Yeah. He had to release James Bradbury. I mean, James Bradbury could help this team, and he had to release him because he had no cap space. I mean, this is amazing. And that's why I'm so, so much agreeing with you because. I mean, I don't know how you can be a Giants fan and don't feel comfortable right now with, with those guys making those decisions. Well, I think, I mean, I think people in, do. I, I, think, I think people do. Yovan, thanks for the call. And as always, I'm glad to, to be able to, you know, put on the show that you can enjoy on a Saturday. 
I think people do feel comfortable and confident. I think that's part of this very relaxed state of Giants fans now. Is if you know that no matter what's going to happen this year, that the future should be very, very bright. Now, Junior Brown tweets to me, if you're okay with treating running backs like expendable mules, how can you in good conscience indict Elijah Moore for looking after his own self-interest? Hypocrite. I don't, I don't see I, – I, I, maybe I'm missing the point. I don't see how that's hypocritical at all. First of all, receivers are different than running backs, and I don't have an issue with him looking after his own self-interest. I think when your team wins a game and you bitch and moan, oh, I didn't get the football, now you, you're not allowed to play the next game? I think you're selfish. And I, I get that he's a young player, but I think he's a, he's a baby for the way he acted. How can you defend that? I think they need to use him more or use him, period. But I'm, I'm sorry if you don't like my take. All right, it's accurate. And if you, if you ask any good GM about it, it's, it's the way that they look at things. So, look, look, you're, you're a running back in this league and you want to get paid. You should fight for yourself. Absolutely. But this idea of taking a running back high in the draft and, and, and think he's going to be with you for 10 years is just that's, that's old school antiquated thinking. I think good, smart, progressive GMs realize that it, the, that position, is, first of all, it's one of the few positions that you can go from college to the NFL without skipping a beat. That's for starters. Second of all, the amount of punishment you take at that position, it puts you in a spot where you just, you're not going to be able to run at that level for a long time. How many running backs in the league get a second contract? How many running backs in the league get a second contract and you say, oh, you know what? That was a good deal. Not a lot. Derrick Henry? Who else? You think the Cowboys are, are, are upset that they signed uh, Ezekiel Elliott to a second deal and paid him all that money when they have a better running back who makes nothing right now in Tony Pollard? Let's go to uh, Wes in Fort Myers. Big Florida contingent this morning. Good morning, Wes. Hey, good morning, Dave. How you doing? Good. I just wanted to say a uh, shout-out to the company real quick. And also, about the people coming at you, I have this theory here. When you're the Jordan of Sports Talk Radio, the, you know, the GOAT, right. you know, you ever, seen, you ever seen Space Jam? Of course. So uh, they, all, you know, they all came after uh, his powers and whatnot. And uh, I feel like all these other Sports Talk Radio guys are just... I'm the conductor. They're just... They're jealous, right? They're trying to keep up is what you're saying. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So also, on top of that, you're, you're that good that I'm flying out to New York to the K anniversary show. I love K, but I'm going, I want to especially see you and Rick because uh, I love you guys. Hang too. on a second now. Hang on a moment. You are flying from Fort Myers up to New York to go to the K show 20th anniversary party, not to see Don and Michael and Peter or Sauce Gardner, or, or any of the, the Joe Torrey, or Mad Dog Russo, you are flying and going to that event to see me and Rick? Yes, sir. Oh. I love you guys that much. I love Wes. K2, but you guys are the goats for sure. Yeah, but just, just, say, it, just say it again. Just, just say it. Because, Harvey, I'd like I'm you to clip to this. I'm going to the K show K. specifically to see you and Rick, sir. <laughs> wow. What a, what a treat. All right, Wes, listen. Don't cut this man off. Don't cut this man <laughs> off. Wes, what do you got today? So I was just wondering if we just so happen to get some old form of Kenny Galladay, Detroit Lions Kenny Galladay. I know we need a number one receiver, but if we was to come out of here and Kenny Galladay was just to take some sip of the fountain in youth and he just turns back to his old form, 
do you think there's any chance we we you know we we do any better or make some kind of run in the playoffs? Uh, well, well, firstly, how could you possibly think that Kenny Galladay is going to revert to his old form? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know, I'm, being, I'm not reach. giving you a hard time, but I'm I'm being serious. I mean, last season he had 500 receiving yards and 37 catches, right? Yeah. This year he's got he's got two catches and he's never healthy. How could you possibly think he's going to? I don't know, Dave. I, I, when we signed him, I, I jumped the gun and bought a, a Galladay jersey. I, I wore it the first season, and I haven't worn it since. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just reaching for straws here, man. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. But no, I, I think that's very unlikely. Wes, listen, make me a promise. You will find me on Friday night, and we will, we will chat. We'll take pictures. I'm going to make that promise for sure. If I can find you, I'm going to be in row B. I don't know where that's at. I've never been to the Palladium. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a genius, but I would think it's probably the second row. No, it sounds like it. So I'm. I'm, I'm going to try to see you for sure. Definitely. Are you coming up on your own, or are you are you bringing someone with you? I'm bringing my girlfriend Haley. Now is she She's, is she a fan of of mine and Rick's as well? Or are you dragging her? She. I, I talk about her a lot to you guys. Every time I do get on, I, I do send her a video of the recording. So she's a big fan because I'm a big fan. Nice. That see that that this 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 relationship's gonna last. Thanks for the call, Wes, and I'll see you next Friday. That relationship is gonna last. If she likes something because you like something, you found your person. Like you, Harvey. You you like birthdays, you like birthdays, and now you like you. That's how it goes. It all comes together. Right? You like presents, so you buy yourself presents, and now you appreciate you. It's all about the you. It's all about the you. All about the you. Brian and Lindbrook. Brian, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, thanks. Um, so I'm actually calling out the Knicks and Mitchell Robinson. Go ahead. Um, Oh, Donovan Mitchell, I should say. So I don't think that they made a mistake at all by not trading for him because a couple of reasons. He's in a good situation now. He joined the, uh, the Cavs, who, had a really, who have a really good young team. He's in a, he's in a great awesome. situation Garland's now. awesome. What's that? He's in a great situation now. Yeah, so if he was on the Knicks, he wouldn't be in a good situation. And the reason for that is because the Knicks always have terrible signings. Two years ago, we had the most cap space in the NBA. And then we go out and we blow it on guys like Fournier, who can't even start. We have Julius Randle, who we can't even give away at this point. He has so much cap space and it's such a long-term contract. And where, where did that end us and leave us with? When we had the draft just a few months ago in June, we had to trade away our draft pick just so we can go out and give a whole bunch of money to this guy Brunson, who I like. But look what we had to do to give up for him. And that was just two years from having the most cap space in the NBA. Had we made that trade with Cleveland – it would be, at best, a Carmelo situation where we have an awesome player and nothing around him and nothing to build. So, yeah, he's an awesome player. He's having a great season of his career. He's also playing the best defense of his career because he's in a good spot. He wouldn't be in a good spot with the Knicks. And I he think wouldn't we're be in the same spot. Trying but I, to. I still think he'd be I, – I still think he would make you a better team. Again, I, I, listen, I think it's frustrating knowing that whatever you do, it feels like it's the wrong thing. And, and thanks for the call. And yeah, that, to me, a- is what's so frustrating as a Knicks fan. Like, you make the trade, now it doesn't pan out. You don't make the trade, and it doesn't pan out. Like, at what point do we do we get it right? And again, the thing that's so frustrating to me is I thought the point guard was going to make such a huge impact, and truthfully, he's good. Uh, is R.J. Barrett, is Julius Randle, are they better because of Jalen Brunson? And I would say the answer is probably not. All right, 1-800-919-3776. Oh, my goodness. You know what time it is? Harvey, do you know what time it is? It's that time. 
It's it is that time. It's buy yourself presents on your own birthday time. It's buy yourself a cookie puss cake on your own birthday time. It is time for Stump Rothenberg. You know what, Harvey? Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll I'll ask myself questions, see if I can get them right. Or or maybe not. Maybe we'll allow you guys to do that. one 800 3776 Anywhere you want to go. It's Stump Rothenberg and it's next. And it's right here on 9870 ESPN. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? And here we go. Stump Rothenberg is always brought to you by... Slomans, Joe Leo, you were you were no show last week. Yeah, food poisoning got the best of me. A no show last week, so so Stump Rothenberg did not take place. Where are we as far as the record is concerned? The record, as it stands right now, on November twelfth, twenty twenty-two, three hundred eighty-five and seventy-six. So we are over three hundred games, over five hundred. Correct. All right, um, we'd have to go crazy to get to 400 wins today. I don't think that's all that possible, but you know what? We can try. Now, Harvey, you say you have a question this week. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. All right, maybe we'll get to your question in just a moment. I don't like this Mike in Manhattan. I'm not going to go to him first. He's got a UFC question. That's I don't like the sounds of that. Very really timely, though, UFC 281 tonight. But I don't really follow UFC. You Knowing should that tonight. I don't follow UFC, do you give me any chance to get that question right? I'll give you a 2% chance. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody in the UFC. You never heard of? Okay, let me just give you some old. Give school me a couple news. guys to see if I've at least heard of them. Randy Couture. Yep. Chuck I, Liddell. I actually think he was in the studio with us. Okay. Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. He was on. Uh, he, he has been in some some shows. I think he went after Turtle on. Uh, on I can't think of the name of the show, but but yep. Entourage. Entourage. Yep. Okay. Uh, Quentin Jackson. No. Tim Sylvia. No. Rich Franklin. B.J. Penn. Uh, I've heard that name. How about Frank Yedger? Yeah, I've heard that name. Last fight tonight from Tom's River. Oh, Tom's River's own. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get that right. I don't know anything about UFC. We'll save that for a couple down the road. All right. Let's start out with Gene in Woodbridge. Gene, lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Gene. This month. This modern-day baseball player is elected to the Hall of Fame with the lowest batting average. Who is he? Can it be a pitcher? No, a position player. Oh, you know what? I could see you pulling a, a fast one on me. No, I wouldn't do that. I, don't, I wouldn't get past your screener. Leo, is the, Leo is, the, is, is the best. Oh, you like Leo? Uh, it... I know Killebrew had a low batting average. There's no way you're thinking Ray Schalk, because I just don't think you would do that to me. How did you know him? That's the dead ball ever. Yeah, because I've heard of him. But you, you wouldn't do that. No, that I, no I, that's why I said modern day. And Leo Leo made sure that we only went modern day. I did say that I was going to say the uh, dead ball guy, Ray Schalk, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was Killebrew, but now I'm having tremendous second thoughts. 
think he hit less than 260. I think that's who it is. Um. All right. I'm going to go Killebrew confidently, but not cockily. Final, final answer. 256, Dave. You are the best. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about that, Joe Leo? It's a good start. That's a great start. But it's a good question, no? It, it is a good it, – it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate answer, and then we're off to a 1-0. Jonathan in L.A. Jonathan is on Stump Rothenberg. How's it going, Dave? Uh, really quick, I'm going to sneak it in. You have the best show of the week, man. Nothing like Dave on Saturday mornings. That's why Thank I wake you, up Thank you, John. Early, you have great, you have great taste. And listen to you. Thank you. All right, man. Well, here goes the question. <clears throat> who, is the only, <clears throat> who is the only NBA coach ever to win Coach of the Year and not make the playoffs? Mm. In the NBA. <clears throat> That's the same season, right? Like I'm he sorry. won Coach of the Year, but he didn't. He didn't go to the postseason, right? Yes, yes, yes. I think it's Doc Rivers when they went five hundred with the Magic. Finally, well, Dave. Well, Dave, sounds like I'm gonna go UFC next week. Thanks so much. Oh! Yeah, That's two and zero. Oh. So, th is that what people are gonna do now? They're just just gonna line up UFC because they can't beat me in other ways. By the way. Joe Leo, you're going to be at the Big K Show 20th anniversary event, right? No, he's screening a call. Harvey, he's going to be at the big event, isn't he? That's what he's telling us. Uh, you know who's going to be doing a live version of Stump Rothenberg at the event? Who? Uh, me. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Let's go to Matt in Brooklyn. Matt, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Okay, Dave. Which NBA team currently has the longest winning streak above 500. Well, I don't understand the question. Which team in the NBA has the longest streak of above 500 records? In consecutive seasons? Yes. Right now, current. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I know the Spurs had it, but I think that died a couple years ago. And the Jazz had a long one back in the Malone-Stockton era. But we want current. So who could it be current? It could be the Celtics. It could be the Clippers. It could be the... It could be the... It can't be the Jazz. So I'm thinking Clippers, Celtics... Not the Heat. I don't think there's anything that crazy long. I think the Clippers. Final answer. Congratulations. That's right, huh? <laughs> I mean, do you see what we're doing here? Harvey, that's that's 3-0. and Wow, it's like you never left. You're back in form, dude. Um, are you, you're, you have a question? Yes, sir. Is it a good question or is it, you know, crappy? Well, we're going to find out. It's NFL. All right. Who is the only Super Bowl champion to boast a 2,000-yard rusher? I mean, there's not that many 2,000-yard rushers. 
So the guy that same season, right? So he he ran for two thousand yards, and they won the Super Bowl in that same season. Bowl. You get bonus cake points if you get the year right too. But it's that same season. That right? same season, Super Bowl champion, two thousand yard rusher. All right. So who's run for two? So Chris Johnson ran for two thousand yards. They didn't win. Barry Sanders ran for two thousand yards. They didn't win. O.J. Simpson ran for two thousand yards in the early seventies. They didn't win. Dickerson ran for two thousand one hundred. I think five yards. They didn't win. Jamal, now, Jamal Lewis won a Super Bowl and rushed for 2,000 yards, but it was not the same season, which brings me to the final answer, and I believe correct one, uh, Terrell Davis, Denver Broncos. There you go, Dave. And that, my friends, is 4-0. Did you see? I just I systematically just decapitated that answer. That was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, systematically, methodically. Yeah, beautiful. All right, let's go to Alan Queens. Al, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, uh, staying in the NFL, who is the only person inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame who never inducted as a player who never played in the NFL? So he's in the he's in Canton, but he inducted as a player, but he never played a game in the NFL. I'm wondering if it's Billy Shaw. Would you go there? Now, I mean, like a, like a, a Bill Belichick is going to get to the hall, but never never played in the NFL. Would that? But does he have to be a, a, a kind of a player? Like I'm, I'm a little confused by this. As a player, I think it's Billy Shaw, man. I gotta think. That's the only one I can yeah. think of, though. Um, making a lot of noises there. Um, I think he was he's a college star. Is there anybody besides Billy Shaw? Because he was an AFL guy. All right, I, that's the only one I can even think of. So I'll go Billy Shaw, final answer. Yep, he retired before the merger, so. Boom! Boom! 4 0. Oh. Oh, yeah, come on. Harvey, come on. 5 0, if you count my question. 5 0. Oh. Boom. I, I, I mean, we are, we are scalding. We are scalding right now. Are you are you uh, are you ready for another one? Let this guy's always good, and he loves it. And I want you better be going to the K Show 20th anniversary party. Chris and Beth Page. Good morning, Chris. Dave, I have my mother-in-law's 80th surprise birthday. Oh, come party. on, it's, how is it a surprise? I You're talking about it on the air. Well, she's Greek, and from uh, there's no way she's listening to this show. There's no yeah. way. She's... You, you don't you don't think so? You don't, I'm huge with the, the older Greek community. Huge. All right. Well, if somehow she finds out about it, I apologize, Mom. But I, I it's amazing. That's the night of her surprise birthday party. I honestly so you can't feel make guilty it. to not be going to the, the K Show twentieth. 
I do, Dave. I'd love to go one-on-one with you at, at the event. I think it would be good for the crowd. I think they would get into it. I'd have Very a lot of good questions lined up for you, but it's it's unfortunate. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, man. Really. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. Um, so, Dave, there's been a long list of uh, people, uh, players, who have also gone on, who've won a World Series yeah. and then gone on to manage a World Series. So, Dusty Baker became the last person to do that, right? Managed the World Series and was a player and got a World Series ring. Uh-huh. Who who did it before Dusty Baker? Who's the person right before Dusty Baker to do it? Um, Alex Cora. Alex Cora. Final answer. I think that's who it is. I mean, who else could? I mean, Girardi did it, but he's after Cora. Davey Johnson did it. Oh, it could be Dave Roberts. Was it Dave Roberts? Dave Roberts, final answer. Dave Roberts is the answer. There you go. There we go. Undefeated. Undefeated through round one. Oh, my gosh. What are we, Harvey? 6 0, 7 0. What's happening? Six and all, baby. Wow. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to get to Mike in Manhattan, and then the undefeated streak will go out the window because he's going to go UFC. We'll, we'll get to all the calls. 1-800-919-3776. Undefeated. Stump Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What was that, Harvey? Where are we record wise today? We are, I believe, six and zero. Oh. Six and six and zero. Oh. Oh, yes, correct. Six and zero. Oh. Uh, Joe Leo, you're you're gonna jump on board in just a moment. Here, here we go. Uh, Jared in Morganville. I don't think I'm gonna go undefeated today. I don't I don't feel that, but we we can try. Jared in Morganville, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, in. Oh, What's going you. on, Dave? In the movie, in the movie Office yeah. Space, okay. what is the name of the restaurant Jennifer Aniston works at? Oh, she works at uh, it's like a Fridays. Um, oh God, uh, uh, Chachkis. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. That's what seven and zero. I was wondering why you said that. What? Chachkis. I was wondering what, what was up Chotchkeys. with that. That's what it's called. Uh, let's go, John Northberg and John undefeated still. You're on Stump Rothenberg. John, how you doing, boss? What's going on, buddy? Hello, Dave. Um, Hello, John. Hello. All right, real quick. Um, again, you're so cool, man. I love you. I only wake up just to listen to you. If you're not on, I don't wake up. Uh, but you don't wake. So you, anyway. you, you just won't wake up for days on end if, I, if I'm on vacation <laughs> or something. <laughs> I won't wake up, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Gordon and I love Anita I and everybody else. But anyway, I hear you. I hear you. All, all right, right Dave. Um, who holds the major league record with eighty RBIs in the postseason? I mean, I'm, it's going to be someone new. He, uh, he holds the record 
80 RBIs yeah. in the postseason. It's going to be someone in the last 20 years. Um, I, think, I think David Freeze has it for one year, but there's no way he's the career guy. How about it's going to be a Yankee? Okay. I know you're a Mets fan, but okay. Okay, that's okay. Um, yeah, no, but you're right. Okay. All right, you don't have to give me hints. It's not Jeter. Tina wasn't there long enough. All right, I got my answer. I'm going to go Bernie Williams' final answer. Oh, my God. Hey, bro, you're the best, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, that's what, 8 no, Harvey? Oh, yeah, we are, we are rolling. All right, then we'll get this one wrong, and Mike in Manhattan will feel all good about it. But I don't know anything about UFC. But Mike, have at it. You can you can be the one that gets me today. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, Dave, why do you got to put me at the end for? You know I love you. Is it because you know I'm the biggest Islander fan on the show? Is that no, what this is? No, it's not at all. It's because I know you're going to get me, and I, I prefer to save the loss for the end. All right. Well, without further ado, so in honor of today's date, 1993, was the first UFC event. Right. And also on this day was the first UFC event in New York, which is also happening tonight. I have a UFC question. Question is, who was the first fighter in UFC history to have a championship in two different weight classes? I, I, I mean, I have no idea. Um, who was the, the guy, like they had those, uh, Tito Ortiz. Is that your final answer? Yeah. And What's the answer? Randy Couture did it and BJ Penn did it. I was going to think you were going to do uh, Conor McGregor, but nope. No. It was uh, Randy Couture. All right. Well, put him on hold. Put him on hold. He gets to go to round two to the college um, portion of things. Uh, Joe Leo, you said you had a regular question, right? Yeah, I got a question for you. Uh, you, you know, I don't. I don't have to. I can go to someone else. You tell no, you me. Can you, go to, you can go to somebody else. I was going to line up a question for you for the uh, for the K. Uh, what do you mean for the K? For the for the K show. Oh, 20th. for the K show. You're going to ask a question there. Yeah. Oh, I got it. All right. Well, we'll save that for Friday. Uh, let's go to Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony. Hello, Davey. Hello, Anthony. I don't. I don't like the UFC questions. I got to say it. You know, you you, sh you should be undefeated right now, no, and I should be your first loss. Well, unfortunately, I didn't know it, and I'll never <laughs> know it. So if that's where you want to go, then you'll get me every time. Go ahead. No, I, w I would never do that to you. So who I'm going to go to a fun baseball question. Okay. Who holds the longest home run trot ever rec recorded? <laughs> in one, in, it's a like fun in one. one. In one home run. Right? Yeah, do you, do you want to know how, how long it took him to go around the bases? Uh, I'm going to guess David Ortiz. I remember he had one that took forever, so that'll be my guess. But I, I don't know if it's right. David Ortiz. All right, that's your final answer. It is wrong. Oh. The correct answer is Reese Hoskins against your New York Mets in 2019, where it took him 34.2 seconds to go around the bases. 34 seconds to around the bases? Yeah. Wow. All right, there you go. So there you have it. Um, all right, so what are we, eight and two now? That's correct. All right. Um, so where are, all right, so we got to go to Mike for his college, and then you're going to go with your five-pack. Is that accurate? That's accurate. All right, so let's go to Mike in Manhattan. Mike, you're on the college portion of, uh, of Stump Rothenberg. So remember the rules. I love you, Dave. 
I love Burgess you, Owens. It's, it's supposed to be NBA player in the 80s or 90s or skill position player in the NFL. But I, I guess you can go outside of that because everyone else seems to. I went Burgess Owens. Is that okay? Uh, well, he's not 80s or 90s, and he's not um, and he's not um, skill position player. But I mean, you, you tell me if that's where you if that's where you want to go. You're talking about former New York Jet Burgess Owens. Yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah, uh, I think he went to Miami. You are 100 percent correct, sir. <laughs> yes, it was a defensive tackle or linebacker. I actually met him at, a, at an event when I was a little kid. All about it. Bruce Harper was there as well. All right, so there you have it. So that's what, what is that now? Nine and two. Nine and two. All right. Uh, and now you go with your five pack, Joe Leo. Or do you want to get to Anthony? Oh, Anthony got me also. Yeah. Uh, then yes, let's go to Anthony. Anthony, college question. I'm sorry, I forgot about you. You're up. Hey, buddy. That's okay. I forgive you, Dave. Uh, we're gonna go J.D. McKissick, the Washington Commanders running back. Yeah. All right. He went to Arkansas State, I believe. I, I don't know how you do it, bro. Yeah. He had, a, he had a million catches. He had a million catches. All right, Jolio, five-pack, go. Five-pack that are staying within the rules. First player, Stephen Baker, former Giant. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. Now, Stephen Baker is spelled with a, a PH, caught a huge touchdown reception uh, in Super Bowl 25. Went to um, uh, Fresno State. Correct. Yeah. Next up, Pat Tilly. Pat Tilly. I mean, we're talking. I mean, we're talking like. Like the 70s with Pat Tilly, aren't we? The receiver on the Cardinals? Yeah, St. Louis Cardinals. He was oh, on God. the Cardinals in the I don't know. 86. I don't know. Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Next up is John Spagnola. The tight end on the Eagles? Yes. Well, you really are not making this easy, huh? Um, I think he's Yale. That's correct. Yeah. Next up, former Cowboy Mike Renfro. The wide receiver. Yes. He either went to SMU or Texas Christian. And I'm like 55% certain it's Texas Christian, and I will go with my gut. Your Texas gut is Christian. correct. Okay. And last one, Doug Cosby. Doug Cosby, the, wasn't he a defensive player? No, tight end for the On Cowboys. On the Cowboys? Yep. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Former guy that worked for this company, Bill Simmons, Holy Cross. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's right. You can double check me. You're telling me Doug Crosby went to Holy Cross? Holy Cross. No. Pro football reference. No. I don't, I don't believe that's accurate. All right. We, if you want to do some research of your own in the break, we can. No, I'd like, I, you know what I'd like? Because I'd like an independent party. Yep. Uh, Harvey, I'd like you to research Doug Cosby. Sure, I'll be on it. Uh, now, if that's, if it's, if it's not Holy Cross, it does not count. Sure. If it is Holy Cross, it does count against me. So take Doug Cosby out of the equation 
And what did I do? You're ten and three this week. Ten and three. No, no, no! I can't be ten and three. I had eight wins. Then I got. Uh, you're, you're wrong with everything. There's no way Cosby went to Holy Cross, and there's no way that we finished ten and three. Otherwise, you did a very nice job. All right, let, let me tell. You, I want you to recalculate the uh, the standings as well. That stump Rothenberg brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil and 24-hour service. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's one eight six six oil deal I was so good today, I felt. I'm going to read you the close again. Stump Rothenberg, brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil and 24-Hour Service. Call one eight six six oil deal right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's one eight six six oil deal uh, Let's get back to the Giants, and then we get to the baseball later. we got a frenzy at 11.15. We have a lot to do. Rothenberg with you solo on 98.7 ESPN.